Hi and welcome to LifeBeat. This week we are doing something a little bit different. Our multicultural department is featuring three different women who all work in the Detroit area. They all work in either pregnancy resource centers or have their own small organizations where they try to help women in any way they can. And so here's their stories and kind of what that work looks like. Stay tuned and I hope you enjoy. In today's episode, we're going to sit down with three amazing women and hear their culturally unique perspectives on the pro-life work that they do. Today's episode is entitled, Love Them Both. Oftentimes we hear in our pro-life work that we only care about the baby and we only care about the baby until it's born. These three women are going to share the outreach and ministry that they do to serve the whole community, not just baby, but also mom and also dad too. Dads are often forgotten in the conversation, but these three women remind us of their importance in the role of a family and the importance that the family plays in the role of this big decision of choosing life. Join us as we chat with Lydia Petrus, Kisha Martin, and Alicia Wong. My name is Lydia Petrus. Um, I have a group called the St. Joseph Wings Group out of St. Joseph Church. It's a small, you know, charity group. And uh, we have a little, uh, we take donations. We have like, we give pregnancy resources. We have our food pantry monthly, our back to school and our Christmas drive is pretty much like our biggest pantries um, that we do. And we always need volunteers and we pray at the abortion clinic every Friday morning. And I think it was like 10 years ago I started getting a little more into the pro-life movement, um, just passing by the abortion clinic and seeing people praying out there, you know, made me want to, you know, I stopped a few times would pray with them. Then I started the group and we started praying monthly, then weekly. And now I just feel, felt like I just needed to be there every Friday morning. That's like one of the busiest days at the abortion clinic. Um, there's some amazing people we met by praying there and uh, from different churches. Well, I'll go next. I'm Kisha Martin, and um, I want to just dive in with the question about um, when did I become pro-life? Um, I was, in the past, I really never thought about it before. I was always, I guess I was conditioned to think that it's whatever, you know, a woman does and it's her choice, not, not really falling under pro-choice or pro-life, just kind of lukewarm, as you would say. And um, I just know that there is so much, um, quote-unquote, misinformation about um, just what what pro-life stands for and uh, what it is that that they do I, I try to stay neutral um, so that the people that are trying to get help they don't feel like they want to not open up because pro-life gets such a bad rap but um, I 
um, had an abortion, multiple abortions, actually. And I just got tired. I was tired of being selfish. And I was in church. And um, Karenet came to our church. And um, they were asking for volunteers. And I knew that that was what I needed to do. And it's been about seven or eight years now um, that they've come, that they came to that church. And being a volunteer, you know, if you've had any terminations, you have to go through some type of training. And so I, I went through post-abortive uh, training and I just, I've been on fire for it ever since. Um, so to the fact that I volunteered for two years at CareNet because I, I know being an um, African-American woman that you know, we are killing our babies at a higher rate than um, any. So that's that's the reason why I became, um, you know, part of the pro-life is because I want to change the misconceptions that um, people in general have about the movement. Is it your pro-life or your pro-death? That's how I feel. I don't, you know, that pro-choice, do what you want to do is not really an option to me anymore. <laughs> anyway, yeah. well, um, my name is Alicia Wong, and I am um, the co-founder. Edmund Miller and I founded Guadalupe Workers about 19 years ago. We also prayed. Um, we 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 pray, and we basically do we we do sidewalk counseling outside um, different abortion clinics. When we started, right now we are outside um, Summit on McNicholson. And um, it, it is, it is the work, it's the most difficult place to be at, you know, every time that we're there, we're there maybe sometimes two, three times a week, but we help the women with anything that they need, whatever, whatever they are struggling with, from diapers to rent, tuition, cars, housing, whatever it takes. But that, that um, the point that you bring, the quest, that you stated at the beginning of, of your introduction, to me, it just makes me ponder. And when, when I thought about it and I thought, what, what would I say about that? Like, when did I become pro-life or how did, it's very, very shocking to hear it that way because, so I grew up in Mexico and in Mexico, when I was there, it was completely illegal everywhere in Mexico. So growing up in a place where it is illegal, it is completely straightforward just to think that if you know that murder is wrong, then that's it. You know abortion is wrong. So there is no jumping into this one, am I pro-life or not pro-life? That is not not a moment in someone's life when you're born in a place where abortion is murder so that's why the difference is here in the united states unfortunately being legal for so many years so many generations have to live through a decision process of at what point in their lives did they decide that murder is actually wrong I mean, it just really doesn't make sense when we think about it that way, right? But it is put 
So, like you say, choose yes or no. It, it, it is given to us as a choice, but it should not be a choice. It, it, this is not something we should be choosing about. We know this is wrong. We know it's murder. Therefore, we should all be against it. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with that. However, um, again, because we we are different different countries, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a different um, bringing up and things like that. And certain things happen in certain people's lives that they just don't know about these resources, which brings us back to what we're here to talk about, which is why do pro-life people get a bad rap? And I think um, that we get a bad rap simply because like you're saying, and, and I'm just kind of guessing here, you've never gone through an abortion or Lydia, I'm not sure if you have or not, but the thing is, is that a lot of people that are in the pro-life movement have never experienced an abortion, but they love life. They really want to help that baby they want to help that family they want to help that mother because of just what you said alicia it is insane to think that murder is okay right but when right. it's put, when it's put to you that oh it's your body it's your choice and this is what you're conditioned because of like you're saying the culture the country exactly. you know this is what you're taught this is what you know if I had, because um, if I had known that there were people like you all that were around when I was pregnant, um, I definitely would have reconsidered that because no, no one ever said, hey, adopt out. No one ever said there, there are places that can help you. No one ever said that to me. And so it was a solution more so than it being a choice, right? It was the solution because in my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to raise this baby, right? No matter if the dad was there or not, it was still put ingrained in my mind that it's my choice, you know? And I really didn't consider anything, but in that moment, what I was going through and so now that I am a part of this, it's so much work to be done. It's so much education that needs exactly. to be done. And it's so, so many people to touch and families, but they get the bad rap because a lot of times, just like you're saying, you know, you just can't wrap your mind around it. And so I feel like being relatable is, is something that, yes, these things that have happened in my life were, were horrible. I made some bad decisions. I felt like they were selfish, but I've been healed. I know that God loves me. And so all I can do now is take the baton and run and be on fire and, and do these podcasts. And, and like you say, stand in front of the abortion clinics. I really, I just started actually um, recently because there's a lady that comes with me on Friday mornings. She is, 
there she has her pink little gift bag full of resources and huh. you know gifts for the mothers and I would watch her I would be there just to pray the rosary you know and I would watch her and and people would take it and if and I'm watching their faces like how you said like they just look there no one is happy driving in there nobody wow. is they're wow. they're sad but when they're seeing us they're seeing you know, wow, there is someone really out there that cares, yeah. you know, and then one day she wasn't there and I'm there just praying the rosary. I've never done what she's done. So recently I, um, I ended up, or I told her, put in the bag, I started doing that. It's been less than a year. I'm doing this and just giving those one or two bags a week. I, I just feel, uh, it just feels amazing. It, it feels like, and just see, and then I, we made signs, we can help you. We put our number, like if they see that and they know that they have that, you know, support out there, you know, I believe it works. And, and with them having to have three security guards and someone to escort them in and all this new stuff they're doing, whatever we're doing is working. What is, what they need to actually do to, I mean, if they would, if the, they would stop funding the Planned Parenthood and putting it into these organizations, that money into these organizations to help, you know, we wouldn't even have to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. exactly. If they would just stop funding, you know, anyway, yeah, that's. Well, that's, I, I think it is so important what you say to just to stand outside for them to see that someone cared enough to go there, to stand up for them, for the baby and for her, for the mother as well. We, we, um, I know that we've been, you know, doing this for, for so many years and we have heard so many things, but one of the things that we know happens, um, the abortion clinic will do, like you say, anything they can Mm -hmm. to to prevent us from reaching the mothers you know like you say we had escorts at some point we have security guards you know they uh, take the bag sometimes they, they, they used to take they, the bag they, away from them and i would tell them you don't have to give them right. the bag exactly. just yeah. keep the bag exactly you know? they, yes. they take away any brochure our phone numbers they take it away they throw it away right in front of us put them in the trash they come back out with them the, the security guard comes back to give it to us so like they try as much as they can to keep them away from any help or any hope or any 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 um, real, real option, any anything that the mother can think differently from abortion, they, they try to block them. Yeah. But I think that just just the simple fact is to have someone standing outside in you know in support is very important. But also the abortion clinic so many times we know have have told the mothers that all we're the only reason why we're outside is because we want their babies because all we care about is their babies so the abortion clinic themselves when the woman calls to make an appointment they tell they know we're outside they would say oh don't pay attention to the people outside all they want is your baby so they predispose the woman to be completely blocked to mm -hmm. our presence or to our offer of help outside mm. of the abortion clinic and that is one of the reasons why at that moment when we meet the mother at the sidewalk i we never ever ever bring up adoption even though 100 
I am for adoption, right? But at that point, we know that it is so important for us to love the mother. Because when we love the mother first, mm -hmm. that mother will be able to love her child. That's but good. if you if you focus on the mother first, if you say, hey, I know you're having a difficult time. I know that you have a lot of friends who have had abortions and family members that are telling you that it's okay, just get it done. And we know that probably the father is paying for the abortion himself, all of these things. But we tell them, you're not alone and we will stand by you. We're not just here telling them, don't kill your baby and don't kill your baby, yeah. but we're here to tell you that we will help, that we will help you get back on your feet. We, not just through the pregnancy, I always say, not just through the pregnancy, not for a year, but for, a long, for as long as and it takes and, and yes. as you need it, the, you will get diapers from us until the baby's out of diapers. I mean, that means yes. four years <laughs> sometimes. But so it's so important. We really, we really want to know why the mother is there. We want to reach her heart. We want to look at her eyes and, and show her that we do love, we love her. And we want her to be okay. And we want her whole family to be okay. Not just the baby that she is pregnant with, but all of her other children. How many children do you have? All of them will be helped, the whole family. And, and I think it is, it is very important. It's important to be there. It's important for them to see us standing outside in support. And it is important, like, like, like Akisha said, to, bring, to, show, to tell them that the support is long-term that we're not just standing there for 10 minutes and goodbye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that um, one of the, the really big things is that, you know, we want to show them that we love them, but I think the most important thing is to let them know that God loves them because our strength and our resources will run out, right? But God doesn't. And so I think that that's, one of the important components with the mother, the father, and the baby. CareNet um, has a, a man manhood class or man-to-man -man course or whatever it is where fathers can be involved. And so I think that, and Alicia, I know that you guys, um, you guys do so many things uh, with these ladies. You're right. I mean, houses, cars, everything. So it is no limit and they just have to be educated and let them know that we are really just trying to show you God's love. Thinking of what Lydia said, when they see her or any of us, I am mm -hmm. sure because we have heard it so many times, mm -hmm. the women who turn away from abortion or they say that they had been praying for us for a sign. So when they see any of us, Yes. And, and, you know, I like it when, Lydia, when you say that you, you give them a bag, a care bag, basically, a bag that is showing them that you took the time to give them something special for, for them, that they, in a very, very strong way and very, very definite way, they see that as their response to their own prayer, which is, is exactly what you're saying, to show to them that is God who is, you know, calling, calling for them, that is there for, for them. So I think that's, that's very important. 
it just it feels great like just giving that at one or two bags a week i just it feels really good and they do they they come out sometimes they'll be like thank you so much they'll cry and and just mm -hmm. say pray for me like it's it's just so it's a beautiful thing well i it's it is amazing it makes a big difference we have um i have we have been seeing a woman at our office we met her um maybe about a couple of months ago and she she came um and in our questionnaire as soon as we see them you know they go into the office and we we are you know we do the i do the ultrasounds myself so i take them to the ultrasound room and i have a little questionnaire and those one of those questions or a few of those questions are how many times have you been pregnant not including this you know how many pregnancies have you had not including this one and how many miscarriages how many abortions have you had you know how many live children you know just to to know how their family is and this girl said um this was her third pregnancy and she had had two abortions and she had decided that this baby she was just tired maybe just like kisha said she was just tired and she didn't want to have the abortion so she decided to to come to our office so I did the ultrasound for her and she could not believe that there was a baby inside of her. I am telling you, this girl is the sweetest girl I have met. She is such a beautiful woman and, and very young. But once she saw the baby and once I show them the, the hands and the feet and everything I can see, you know, I talked to the baby while I did the ultrasound, she was like, do I have a whole baby inside of me? I mean, she was truly amazed. Wow. It, 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 she had no idea. God she had no idea. You. And when she recognized her baby in that ultrasound, I could tell immediately the pain of the other two abortions just her. It was eye-opening for her to realize that she had killed her babies. And she didn't even, she couldn't even think about that. I, I think that um, another aspect to the conversation that we're having is, uh, you know, how is it that we can educate these moms and dads that are considering abortion? And I think that the main thing is to let them know that, you know, there is hope and and there are resources and to help them to feel safe you know to be open about whatever their issues may be because um it's one thing to to say okay i'm pregnant i was going to have the abortion but now i'm not going to have the abortion and then i end up having this baby and now I still don't have the tools. I still don't really know that I need to be putting all of my hope, all of my everything into the Lord guiding me and leading me and giving me wisdom. I, I have to get 100% raw and let them know. And I only move by the Holy Spirit because I don't share you know the story with everyone but if it's a a, a woman that um you know it's just 
I've never had an abortion, but this time I'm going to do it. Well, why? You know, because I've never done it before. Well, now is the time for me to get in there and let them know from experience, you know, this smoke and mirrors, right? They're telling you that it's okay. And it doesn't affect everyone the same way. I never put everyone in the same category. However, let me tell you about my own experience. And when I do that, and I let them know, you know, that what I did was very selfish. And I wouldn't want anyone to experience what I experienced after doing that. There was a time when we were at the abortion clinic when actually the father came separately. He didn't want her to get it done. Hmm. And uh, he was trying to get in and they wouldn't let him in. And he's outside crying and he's like, help me like somebody like he's trying to go to the other entrance and there's a security guard and then there's one on the other side and then he just ended up coming and like mm. you know praying with us and he's like I don't want her to do it and I had you know like he couldn't stop it um <sighs> so sometimes you know I see I see a lot of uh fathers actually or whatever boyfriends mm-hmm. uh coming in with with and with them and sitting in the parking lot yeah. Some will be like for hours, you know, and wow. it's really sad. Uh, recently I had like, there was one girl that he was waiting in the parking lot for her and uh, she came out, she came out just right towards us. And I told her, you know, we can help you, whatever, you know, with anything you need. She grabbed the bag and she was calling someone to pick her up and he was waiting in the parking lot. So he just took off the other way and left her. You know, so it's, you just see a lot. I'm sure you, you do when you're out in, uh, in the area where you guys pray. Um, it's, it is difficult. Yeah, it is. A lot of the men just, just drop them off or bring them the, you know, cash and so they can pay for the abortion. But I always do. I ask the men, um, I ask them if they, if they think they make trash. And they always say, no, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? And, I, and then I say, because you're throwing your baby to the garbage and, and you don't make trash. You definitely don't make trash. And then I also ask that, I also say to them many times, I say to the men, it is okay to receive help. And as a man, you need to protect instead of, instead of destroying, protect your family. And, and to the women, I always say, you know, God created you and, and your baby with all his love and, and all his, the beauty of, you know, of, of your lives. And, and he did not create your child to be torn into pieces and throw away in the garbage either. Yeah, I, I think that um, one of the other things is to, to just to make sure that they know that they are not alone and i think that you know talking about numbers um in the pro-life arena we, we aren't really telling the numbers this is the percentage of that that are killing the the babies lydia you were saying about you know the the dad doesn't want to do it i think that's something um that we can do as a pro-life uh, advocates is the law needs to change 
um, where if a dad wants their child, then there should be some type of petition, some type of right that he has to say, okay, you don't want the baby, but I do want the baby. Where's the help for that, that guy, right? Now you're going to take your baby. Now he's a single dad. Are we going to be helping the single dad that, that, you know, this is the mother that was for the abortion. And, you know, God loves your whole family. You are a family. We're talking about the woman, loving them both, loving the mother, the father, the baby, loving them. The parents is one unit in the baby, loving them both, loving the parents and loving the baby. So what would you guys want to say to the pro-life, other pro-life people that are out there? You know, the be- most beautiful thing, I didn't have this growing up, like, but the youth, like the youth groups right now and like what Right to Life is doing, like just educating them young. Yes. Is, that's the most beautiful thing. And yeah. I see like a lot more like there people talking about it more before when I was young, we didn't really get that, you know. Right, me so. either. Thank you all for being for being here tonight. And thank you. It was, you. It was good to meet you all. That wraps up our multicultural feature for this week. Thank you for joining. Stay tuned. We should have these episodes once a month, and we hope that you enjoyed them. Have a great weekend.